Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. Great to be here today. Uh, had the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show last weekend, which I had been talking about for a while. It's the biggest event that we do every year, and it was a blast. I feel like I'm just getting my feet back underneath me. Uh, it's two long days in a row, and every year. Um, the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show falls on the same weekend of Daylight Savings. So not only do we have uh, two days of, you know, I'm in my booth from 8 to 6, um, but then we lose the hour of sleep, which is a nice nice little addition to the weekend. Very successful show, though. We had a lot of people who, you know, this was our third year there, and, uh, you know, we were handing out our car stickers and, you know, talking to people and saying hi to dogs and you know, a lot of people said this year compared to last year, this is our third year on the air and our third year at the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show with a booth for the radio show. Uh, significantly more people this year said, oh, I already, I have your sticker on my car. Oh, I listened to your show, which was really awesome. So it's been three years. So we have over 150 episodes um, archived online. So Check them out. If you're a new listener, you can go to our website, dogradioshow.com, and go to the podcast page, and all of our shows are archived there. And you can also find us on iTunes as a free download. Uh, Just go to the audio podcasts and search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and look for our fabulous logo, the orange dog with radio waves with the blue background. And that is also our car sticker. So... If you were not at the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show and you don't already have a dog show car sticker, feel free. I'll be happy to mail you one or 10 if you'd like. Just let me know. Just email me, host at dogradioshow.com. That's how you can get in touch with me, host at dogradioshow.com. And uh, let me know that you'd like a car sticker, and I'd be happy to get one out to you. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Eric is our booth engineer and program coordinator here at KKNW. I'm doing great. Doing great. We have a um, great guest we're going to bring on in the second segment, uh, the author of a book called Dieting with My Dog. Excellent. One busy life, two full figures, (laughs) and unconditional love. It's a really, uh, really cute book. The author is Peggy Frizon, and we'll be talking with Peggy starting in the second segment. Well, there's that whole thing about how, you know, dogs can often look like their owners. And I I guess in gaining weight, they can also uh, look like their owners or losing weight. So uh, very interesting to to find out how this turns out. Yeah, it'll be a fun interview. It's a really great book. And, uh, you know, there's a lot there for sure in the process of losing weight. But before we talk with Peggy about her book, Dieting with My Dog, I first want to thank our show sponsors, All the Best Pet Care. All the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. You can find them online at allthebestpetcare.com. See where all of their nine locations are around Western Washington. So a couple of announcements. We have some events coming up. The Assistance Dog Club of Puget Sound is putting on an informational fair, um, which is April 21st. Uh, It's going to be in Tacoma. 
And you can find out more about uh, the Assistance Dog Club of Puget Sound and the address and more about the informational fair on their website, which is assistancedogclub.org. They're holding the Service Dog Information Fair, and um, admission is free, and um, it's an opportunity to hear more about the laws regarding service animals, legal issues, related to housing and service dogs and talk with service dog program providers. And Darcy will be actually one of the um, presenters there. Darcy's my partner and also um, owner of Healing Allies, which is a um, support dog training company. They train mental health service dogs, skilled companion dogs, and emotional support dogs. And you can find Healing Allies online at healingallies.com, and that's H-E-E-L-I-N-G, allies.com. Again, that's the Assistance Dog Club of Puget Sound's Information Fair, April 21st. You can find out more about that on their website, assistancedogclub.org. And a uh, an adoption event, Lucky Dog Adoption Event. I have this notification from the Animal Alliance of Washington. Sunday, March 18th, that's this Sunday, from 12 to 3 p.m. at Positive Approach Dog Training in Tacoma. Um, and so you can find them at Animal Alliance WA, and uh, that's a great adoption event. Some uh, shelters will be there. So if you're looking to add to your pack and would like to adopt, check out that event. So um, Leah and I were in the demonstration for Miriam Rose's nose work um, demo. We were fortunate enough to participate as part of that demonstration. And the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show has lots of different demonstrations that go on all day. Reading with Rover, the police dogs, herding, nose work, um, dog dancing, all sorts of stuff. And so um, at, I think, 1030 each day, both Saturday and Sunday, was the nose work demonstration. And all three of my dogs and I just finished our, our intro to nose work class. And so my little Leia... My dachshund, who's nine years old and a fabulous uh, searcher with her nose, of course, being a scent hound, um, was part of the demonstration and she did so well. And it was funny, the first day she was kind of like, okay, like we're doing this here now. And it took her a little bit to warm up. But then the second day when I brought her in and we were ringside waiting for our turn to go in as one of the demonstrators, she was like trying to drag me in there like, let me at it, let me at it, which was really funny. I think that was entertaining for the people watching, but it was such a great show. And I got to meet Jane Anderson for the first time in person. And Jane Anderson is the show chair of the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show. And I interviewed her last week and have um, interviewed her every year prior to the show and got to meet her for the first time in person. And I like her even more in person than I do over the phone, which I thought was not even possible. So um, she's just a a really wonderful woman and has been in the industry for a very long time. And it was really cool to meet her. And we kind of started talking dog a little bit and uh, we tend to kind of go off. So wonderful to meet Jane and see all the dogs. And I went up to the meet the breeds and saw all these different dog breeds and some puppies and it was just a really fun event and I'm um every year it's it gets better and better because we have more and more people who 
recognize us. And it's been weird. The last two weeks, I have seen dog show stickers on cars like every day. And it's not has not been the case. I mean, I see them sort of here and there more and more over the years. But this past couple weeks around the dog show, it, I've seen them almost daily. It's been cool. So, again, if you want a car sticker for the dog show, you can see what the logo looks like on our website. It's dogradioshow.com, and it's the oval logo at the top of the page. And we have that in sticker form, in waterproof sticker form for your car. Or and your, urine proof. And urine proof. As I like that. <laughs> Which is important. It is. It really is. Um, so uh, email me, host at dogradioshow.com, and I'll send you out a free car sticker. They're really cute. And it has our new website on it, which is dogradioshow.com. Don't forget to find us on Facebook. We have a new Facebook page since the name of the show changed a few months ago. It used to be the Dog Talk Show, and now it's the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And so we have a new Facebook page because I couldn't just change the name. So be sure to find us on Facebook, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And be sure to become a fan of us on Facebook if you're on Facebook. I've just recently posted some pictures of the booth and also from this weekend and also this insanely cute picture of these two yellow labs that we have in right now who are being evaluated for Darcy's service dog training program. So cute. They're cuddling. So cute. So check that out. We're on Facebook. So uh, starting in the next segment, we're going to be talking with Peggy Frizon, who is the author of a new book, Dieting with My Dog, One Busy Life, Two Full Figures, and Unconditional Love. And it's about her and her dog, Kelly, who's an adorable little mixed breed. She looks like she's maybe a spaniel mix, Mm. a very fluffy dog. And uh, Peggy sort of came to this, uh, sort of hit her that she and her dog both needed to go on a diet and needed to lose some weight. And so the book is about uh, her process and her successful journey in doing so. And, um, I'm going to try this with my cat. We'll see if it's <laughs> dieting, successful. Dieting with my cat. Um, so it's cool. And I can relate to Peggy because I've actually been losing some weight myself. I was going to say, I asked you before the show if you were dieting with your dog or dogs. Yeah. And what did you say? Well, no, because my <laughs> dogs aren't overweight. But I was. And uh, I've actually lost, um, just this week, hit the 30-pound mark. Congratulations. Yeah. You're looking great. Thank you. And I know this is radio, so you can't know no before and afters to be shown. But Just uh, take my word for yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's interesting because, and I'll be talking more with Peggy about this um, when she comes on in the second segment, but, you know, uh, weight challenges, it's w- one of the, probably the biggest f- nutrition-related uh, health issue in dogs, and it's so prevalent in people, too, and so it's kind of like, well, the people are the ones feeding the dogs, so there is a connection there. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Peggy Frizon, who's the Uh, author of Dieting With My Dog. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. I'm just walking my dog, singing my song, strolling along. It's just me and my dog, catching some sun. 
Hey, Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiance said about our wedding was we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S.-sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Julie Forbes, dog training behavior and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. 1150kknw.com, your connection to Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And we are back with author Peggy Frieson of the book Dieting with My Dog. Welcome to The Dog Show, Peggy. Hi, good afternoon, and thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. So um, I am just about finished with this book, and I was just saying at the beginning, and I didn't get to tell you this off the air, but I was just finished saying at the end of the last segment that I've actually just hit the 30-pound mark myself. Oh, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, really kind of fun to read about your story and your journey and Kelly's journey as well, who is your dog. Um, and it was, um, you know, you sort of came to this awareness that both you and your dog needed to shed some weight and took some steps to make that happen and then wrote a book. So what inspired you to write a book about this? Well, it started, it was just a routine vet visit and, um, the vet mentioned that my dog was a little bit overweight and I didn't really think that much of it. You know, she had her bad habits and I had mine and. I figured that was all good, um, but then when the vet mentioned the health risk of diabetes and yeah. heart disease, bone and joint problems, and all the different risks from my dog being overweight, 
I, I just made this connection that that was exactly what my own doctor had been telling me. And those were the same issues that I was facing. And, and that my dog really had no, not a lot of choice in the matter. She ate what I fed her, and she basically exercised when I would take her out for a walk. So I really wasn't doing my part in keeping her healthy and in keeping her weight at a healthy level, just as I wasn't doing it for myself. And, and that's when I realized we could, um, we could band together, and it was, we both had the problem, and it was up to me to help us both work on getting, getting the weight off and getting healthy together. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. I looked up the obesity percentage rates for both dogs and people. And it is, I guess, not surprising that they're roughly around the same. Right. Uh, a, I, some of the estimates that I found said that around 50% of our pet dogs in the United States are overbeast, overweight or obese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw uh, 25 to 40% was one statistic I came across of dogs who are obese or likely to be obese. Right. And then I see, I think, like a 32% around there for people. So... You know, and it, you made a good point because we are the ones who control our dog's food. And so if the dog's overweight, it really, it kind of falls back on us where, because the dogs are sort of at the mercy and of what we feed them. And some dogs can self-regulate and, you know, only eat, I suppose it's kind of similar to people too. Right. Some people just metabolism or whatever. Yeah, or some people just eat what they need and it's not a big deal for them and um but I think more the majority of dogs at least that I've come in contact with and certainly my experience with the dogs that I've had personally over the years is that they always they are like if you ask them they're always hungry. <laughs> That's for sure. Before before Kelly we had a yellow lab and I love that dog so much and I I really, for both Kelly and my dog Hudson before, I really sort of fell into the trap that giving them extra food, giving them treats, giving them biscuits and cookies, that that was kind of a way of showing how much I loved them. Right. And, you know, my my lab got, didn't live um, an exceptionally healthy life. He got very heavy, Mm -hmm. much heavier than Kelly did. And he didn't live an exceptionally long life either. Um, And I realized afterwards, you know, when I finally made that connection with Kelly, I realized that was part of what was contributing to our lab's health issues. And I and I thought, if only I'd known then what I knew now. And that was part of why I wrote the book, because other people maybe hadn't made the connection or hadn't understood how that what they um, what they ate and their lifestyle could also affect their dog. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share that with other people. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, I've interviewed a few times on the show, one of my favorite uh, guests is a vet named Dr. Michael Fox, and he's he talks a lot and has written a book about food, and, you know, he's a vet, so he's, you know, yeah. of course, focused on health, but um, more alternative health, and he wrote a book called Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About right. Manufactured Dog and Cat Food, and he talks about obesity being the number one health issue that pets face, but it's not really a statistic because they get their statistics from the pet insurance companies and from the vets, and it, it's not like a code with insurance, or obesity is not covered under the pet insurance, but he said it's just huge. And especially... Our, 
Okay. Especially as, you know, dogs get older, how important it is, and the same is true with people, to, you know, the leaner you stay, the the less pressure it, it puts and the less burden it puts on your joints, and it's so true with pets as well. It that, is. Our um, veterinarian said that it, it is one of the top problems that she deals with, and she also said that the people don't often recognize it in their own dog. They just think that's the way their dog looks or that it's cute. And they don't really recognize that the dog is overweight. And that's one of the um, reasons why it's important to get them evaluated by a veterinarian or somebody else who can really yeah. help you to see that. Yeah. And you generally want to see a waist, you know, when, you look, right. when you're looking down on your dog, um, that you see the rib cage and then it goes in and that there is a waist as you get right. closer to the tail. And that there when you... Some, um, resources online for body conditioning score and evaluation that Mm -hmm. people can look up and it sort of can guide you through the you know can you feel the ribs can you feel that little tuck or do you see that tuck in the abdomen area yep yeah and some breeds are built differently than others and some breeds sort of always look a little thick like pugs tend to have that build so if you're not quite sure like you said ask your vet you know, does is this dog for the dog's breed? Is this dog at a good weight, or could he or she lose some pounds? My dog's really, really furry too. And right. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's under all that fur. Mm-hmm. How much, you know, how much they really, if she really just looks furry or heavy. Right. And what breed is Kelly? Kelly is. Um, we got her from a rescue shelter. She's a mix, and our best guess is a cocker spaniel and a long-haired dachshund. Okay. Yeah, she's very fluffy. <laughs> she is. It's quite a chore to um to try to clip. Yeah. And, and she doesn't like it, so I usually get about one quarter of her done, and it, it takes several hours to just, just to trim it up reasonably. Uh-huh. Then she'll go around for a few days before I get to do another quarter. By the time I've done all sides of her, I have to start over. Yep. By the Yeah, the last one you did, the first one you did has grown in already. <laughs> So you talk a lot about, um, you know, well, was it your friend Judy's heart attack that really kind of got you in in, uh, action around losing your own weight? Yeah, um, I had made, you know, I've made the commitment, but as often happens when we make commitments to diet, we're not always as consistent with the follow through. Um, You know, we're going to start it tomorrow or after this piece of cookies or these cookies are gone. Or, or M&M's. <laughs> I do love my M&M's. <laughs> and um, when it was my cousin and also good friend Judy had her heart attack, and she had been dieting and she had been working really hard, but um, it was, I don't want to say it was too late because she, she's doing very well now, mm-hmm. but it, it was, she still had the heart attack and it really made that connection in my mind. It really solidified about how this can affect your health. Mm-hmm. She had been struggling with weight issues for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about, um, you know, you mentioned just in this interview how we have an attachment of lo- love with food and how it's a way to show love, how we show, we think that we're showing love to our dog by giving them a treat or, you know, giving them a a big meal or it's sort of special. And it's interesting when you're talking about 
you know, the human psychology around that and what sort of emotions we may be projecting onto our dog or sort of living vicariously through that. Um, Because I know with people and food, it is that, uh, you know, that feeling of eating for comfort or or to feel loved or to feel full, that sort of um, sensation. And so then if we're like, well, if this is my experience, then this is my dog's experience as well. And the dogs, so many dogs, will go along with that very naturally. Like, yes, feed me more, feed me more. That's a good idea. They look so happy. You know, you you figure, oh, they must be so happy to be getting all this food. But Yeah, so exciting. It, yeah, they, they just get so happy and excited. I did learn that, um, no, it wasn't about... You know, you love your dog so much, it's not about how much food you can give them, but really, you love them so much that you'll keep them healthy and, and that you'll also keep yourself healthy so that you and you can share a lot of time together yeah. and good quality time. So yeah. that, I had to adjust my thinking and realize that was that was showing love. Yeah. Both to self and to dog, as right. you said, yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I've got some quotes from your book. Peggy, dieting with your dieting with my dog. Um, I've got some quotes um, that I just wanted to talk about a bit that talks a little bit more on the human perspective of weight and food and overeating and all that sort of stuff. And I think it is important to talk about the human aspect of it because that's what impacts the dog's weight as well. So we'll be back in just a few minutes with the Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. You were holding the greyhound in truck number one. Your white coat was shining in the afternoon sun. When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, 
raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Remember, you're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We are back with Peggy Friesen, author of Dieting with My Dog. Welcome back, Peggy. Thank you. So we're talking about, uh, you've written this book, Dieting with My Dog, One Busy Life, Two Full Figures, and Unconditional Love. And you've put your experience and your journey of losing weight and, and your experience of also your dog losing weight along with you. And you've made a book out of it and wrote about your experience. And there's a lot there. And we were talking in the last segment, if you're just tuning in, about you know, how we feel like we are showing our dogs that we love them by giving them a treat or by giving them a big meal and how we use sort of how we have this attachment of food to love. And that gets things very complicated, among other things, because for dogs, this you know, they lose weight, they gain weight, they don't obsess about how they look in the mirror, you know, they don't feel shame around their weight like people do. They just are. And maybe they don't feel good or they feel weighed down or their joints hurt or, you know, so they they certainly experience the health aspect of it, but they don't have the emotional complexity around it that people do. Right. And there is. I lost lost the weight um, for health reasons and for health reasons for my dog. But as you know, there were a lot of emotional reasons that contributed also. Mm hmm. So. You talked, um, and I also said earlier, too, that I'm I'm actually in the process of losing weight myself, and I just hit the 30-pound mark this past week. Um, I've been doing Weight Watchers, which has been really wonderful. It's a great program. I recommend. Um, but you had a, a quote here that said, I had weighed myself that morning, and this was after you had run into somebody um, who you had known for years, and, and you got that feedback of, wow, you've lost weight. Um, And so in response to that, you're sort of reflecting, I'd weighed myself that morning and actually it was more than a little, 36 pounds to be exact. I still didn't quite believe it was true to say it out loud felt like a lie. Like when as a newlywed, I'd been asked for my name. I loved my new surname, but it hadn't felt like mine. It didn't fit yet. The same was true of my new weight. And I can totally get that. It takes some time for your perspective to kind of catch up with the reality of the weight loss because you get so used to seeing yourself in a certain way and it's you, it's almost like you continue to see yourself in that way for a while even after a lot of that weight is gone. It does. I think it takes a long time to really accept and understand your new body. Maybe it makes a difference how long you've been overweight or what your journey has been like, mm-hmm. but it, it takes a while to see yourself in a new way and to just as it takes a long time to change the habits that in my case there were just so many bad habits that were just um they just become a routine and now you need to change that and to have a new routine yeah and you got a a gift 
And you talked about some of your um, your, your favorite foods that were hard to let go of, and one of those being your M and M's. Oh yeah, and I did uh, trouble with those. Oh yeah, well, and I think you had uh, you used to just like have have them around or have them in a bowl or something like that. It it would be yeah it's so easy when you run in to buy a newspaper to buy a bag of M and M's or whatever, mm-hmm. and a lot of times just things went on sale like after Valentine's mm-hmm. Day or Easter or whatever if yep. they're on sale then you it's like oh they're so cheap I have to buy them now right <laughs> right well and there's you know impo- for me it like if there was an open bowl of M&Ms on my counter I'd be in big trouble because it was like ooh, and just you know you dip in every time you go by but you get this gift that was really actually quite profound for you um, and this was the gift was given to you by your husband, right? Or was it your right. husband and your son? Yeah. So, and he had actually got ordered this for you before you had started your diet, but it ended, right. it ended up being really powerful for you. What did he get you? It was. There were there are some very special personalized M&Ms that you can buy, and they can come in all different colors, and you can get wording printed on them. And he knew how much I loved them, and he, he's, a, he's a big planner, so he'd ordered these all the way in advance from special order and they were my favorite color which is green uh-huh. and on each one he had written I love Peg mm-hmm. it was so sweet and on my birthday he was a little by then I'd lost some weight and right. was doing well and he didn't want to ruin that but yet he bought this gift and he had this gift so yeah he gave it to me I unwrapped it and there were these two two good sized bags these beautiful green M&Ms that say I love Peg and I, they were just, it was just so, um, you know, I was so overwhelmed by how much I loved M&M's and how special it was that he thought to do that. And I didn't, I didn't eat them. I ended up putting them in a jar, in a very special jar. I still have it, put a ribbon around it, and I look at them and I can see the love, you know, I can see love and, um, without even having to eat them. Yeah. That's. That's how special they are. Well, and it's almost like it shows by by actually printing that on the food, he sort of showed you the difference between <laughs> the the his love for you and that and the food and that it's almost like by printing that on the food, it almost in a way separated the two. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, the food isn't love. But, you know, love is something that is that he has for me, and it's not, you know, these M&Ms are love. Yeah. And you said some food could make you feel good without taking a single bite. That's right. Yeah. It sure did. We so, were toying around with, with titles for the book, something to do with that, and one my agent had suggested something like, um, love is not a dog biscuit. And that was one of her, uh-huh. her suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. It gets across the same point. Especially if it's a dog biscuit with horrible ingredients in it, but that's another that's show. Right. That's right. <laughs> I've had plenty of shows like that. If you want to ar- listen to the archives, you can find us online. Um, okay, so you um, you had um, another um, part of your process. So we're, we're talking with Peggy Frieson. Am I pronouncing that correctly? That's perfect. Good. And you're the author of a new book, Dieting with My Dog. And you talk about your experience in losing weight along with your dog, because you both 
well, you realized for both of you that you had some extra weight uh, to get rid of. Um, and so you talk about your experience and you and Kelly, both your spaniel mix uh, were successful in losing weight. How much weight did Kelly lose total? Kelly lost six pounds, which was 15% of her body weight. Yeah. And that's so. the thing. I mean, you know, for especially for smaller dogs, but even for larger dogs, I mean, if a large dog weighs 80 pounds, you know, five pounds or 10 pounds can be a huge, you know, it's a huge percentage. And then when you're talking about a smaller dog, five pounds could be a huge difference. I mean, when my, I have a little dachshund, I have three dogs, a dachshund and two Australian cattle dogs and dachshunds have a tendency to, to get overweight. So I have to be really conscientious about keeping her, uh, you know, trim, especially with the long back. But for her, I mean, she could, be a half a pound overweight and look chunky. <laughs> and that's just exactly, a half a right. pound. Right. You've got to look at it as a percentage right. of their body. So these um, part dash and then part um, copper spaniel, both weeds, which tend to, tend to carry weight. Yeah. Certainly love to eat. <laughs> so, so we're talking a little bit more in this segment about the human aspect of it um, because, you know, like we were saying, dogs don't have the emotion around food like people do. So it is worth uh, sort of looking into the human aspect because there is a lot there. And you ha- you talked about a one experience of uh, popcorn at the lake. And you had just sort of, you were at the lake and, you know, it was kind of like, I'm not going to think about my diet. I'm just going to l- let it go and, you know, enjoy and eat all of these foods with my family that, you know, the old foods like the potato salad and the burgers and all that sort of stuff. And then you had this thing where you were, you were playing a game with your family and there was a big bowl of popcorn and you were eating the popcorn. And before you knew it, you know, you had eaten a whole bunch of this popcorn and your husband kind of was like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) and you said, Mike was right. I shouldn't have eaten all that popcorn, and I knew it. He'd controlled himself, and I hadn't. Now I'd blown my diet and ruined everything I'd worked so hard for. I wiped my greasy fingers, wanted to throw the napkin over my face in shame. And how, um, I mean, there's a lot to that statement. And, you know, and the thing about dieting is that it is consistency over time. So, you know, I've been doing Weight Watchers, and what I love about Weight Watchers is that you actually do get extra points a week, So, and I use them, and I've lost 30 pounds now. And so it's not about deprivation, but the feeling of you had sort of, you know, you had done it, and there was nothing to do about it. It had been done, and now you had this, you know, you had blown everything. Everything was ruined, and and the shame attached in that, and that's something that I think a lot of people can relate to around eating. If people are, have struggled with eating, is yeah. that in shame the beginning, attached? It took it took some time to learn that and to understand um, that it was a process, and there were ups and downs. And as I say, even at the end of the book, it's a lifelong challenge. Mm-hmm. Something that I will have to pay attention to. Um, and be aware of, and and when you have triggers, like some people it might be eating in front of the TV or on vacation or whatever, you don't have to deprive yourself totally, just like um, I do 
have a birthday coming up. Uh-huh. And you know from the book that I do like birthday cake. Yeah, it's an important ritual. <laughs> and I don't have to um, totally deprive myself of that. But right. if somebody before, if somebody baked a cake and it was in my house and I had a slice on my birthday, but then there's the rest of the cake right. left over. Yeah. And it, that's a difficult challenge. Right. And what was so really sweet about this particular part where you just talked about how horrible you felt. And then later that night, you just were laying in bed awake. And the difference that your dog Kelly had, uh, you said, I like to think I could sense when she was upset or lonely or sad. And it felt good to think that she could sense when I was hurting too. She was so calm, so gentle, nuzzling against me with simple devotion Her body warmth instantly passed between us and eased my aching stomach until I fell comfortably and soundly asleep. So she was sort of acting like your emotional support dog (laughs) at that time. Um, They do kind of, um, you know, I'm sure they sense when we're hurting or upset. And it was was very sweet that she um, just kind of made herself um, available to me as as a support in that way. Yeah, unconditional love. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Peggy Friesen, author of Dieting with My Dog. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S.-sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Hey, Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Conversations Live with Vicki Sinclair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job, and building your business overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog. 
thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist www.sensitivedog.com Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150 AM Welcome back to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We are back with author Peggy Friesen of the book Dieting with My Dog. Welcome back, Peggy. So we've been talking about the journey of weight loss and uh, obesity in dogs and also the experience of losing weight as a human, which is much more complicated than it is for dogs, and the relationship between our eating habits and our dogs and also our attachment of love to food and how that can also impact our dog's weight as well when we think that giving them treats and feeding them more is a way to show them love. And the dogs certainly do tend to feed into that, because pun intended. Because uh, I know my dogs, you know, if I get a treat out, they're all like, huh? Ooh. Uh, you know, oh. What, you know, they have this look on, you know, the wide eyes and, and like nose work. We just finished this um, nose work class. And they're teaching them how to use their nose to search and what do we use? Food. Because that's what they're the most motivated by. So, you know, they certainly, do, they make it easy for us to have that attachment for sure. But um, so we're talking about Peggy's book, Dieting with My Dog. And you can find Peggy online at her website, PeggyFriesen.com. And that's P-E-G-G-Y, F as in Frank, R-E-Z-O-N.com. And there's also a link from her website to her blog. And I'll post this link on our homepage as well and our Facebook page. Uh, our website is dogradioshow.com. And you can also find us on Facebook under The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And Peggy also has a Facebook page too, so you can find her there just under her name, Peggy Friesen, F-R-E-Z-O-N. And you have a new book coming out too that we can look forward to called Heart to Heart, Hand and Paw. So stay tuned about that as well. In the last uh, segment, Peggy, we were talking a little bit more about the human psychology around weight loss and um, some of your experiences there as well. And uh, there's another part that where you sort of experience almost an experience with Kelly that you had when you were, um, I think it was when you were still at the lake and how you were, Kelly had sort of taken off after some ducks and had kind of an adventure in the water and you were reflecting on, um, you know, how you tend to tended to just sort of stay, you know, stay in and not take those types of adventures as well. And um, that there was this one part where you were like, I'm, you know, I picked up a stick and threw it to Kelly and then abruptly took off after it myself. And this was after you had lost some significant weight. 
we fell to the ground and roughhoused in the grass, and it felt wonderful to use my body, every limb, to run and tumble. And how, you know, it really is about, it's almost like the the more weight that you lose or the the less extra fat you carry, do, does it make sense to you or do you does this resonate with you to say that it's almost like the more you're there? Definitely. It was, you're more aware of, of what you can do. And when you're, when I was very much heavier, I just felt like I just couldn't do that much or it was too much effort. And it, it was such a wonderful and freeing feeling now to just be able to run and to be able to roll around in the grass and roll down a hill if you want to. And of course, at the end of that thing, I did end up hitting my head on a rock. But, <laughs> you know, I realized if you're going to get out there, you're going to get more physical, you're going to be experiencing more things. And maybe you'll get a bump on the head once in a while. But, it's you know, it's not so bad. It's actually worth it because it's, you've been out there and you're actually doing something. Yeah. More. And, and what, what what was your dog's, um, your dog Kelly's reaction when all of a sudden you took off after the stick that you had thrown for her? Was she like, oh, game on? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, another thing that always motivated me to to walk, I really am not, I'm, you know, I work from home and I sit at a computer all day long and I'm not highly motivated to exercise. Mm-hmm. But I would see her as my office partner just laying, she likes to lay on the back of the couch in front of a window. Mm-hmm. And just laying there looking out the window and I and I would think, what a you know what a boring life this must be for her to just lay there looking out a window when we could be getting out there and going outside and having these experiences. And then when she does, her tail is wagging and she's sniffing all the smells and she's prancing. And it's just so good to see her engaged and interested and stimulated. Her you know it's not just physical, but her mind also yeah. is, is stimulated by taking these walks. Yep. Well, we say on the show almost every week, what a fabulous day to walk your dog. And it doesn't have to do with the weather, <laughs> especially in Seattle here. Um, but, you know, then that kind of circles back around to how, you know, actually, you know, rather than giving your dog a treat to show that you love them or giving your dogs, you know, feeding your dog to show the love or sort of where you think that you're showing love that way actually what a loving thing to do for both your dog and yourself, but to get out together and go for a walk and get some exercise and give your dog not only the physical exercise, but that stimulation of being out in the world, the, the smells, and uh, and how important that is for dogs because so many dogs live such cooped-up lives. Right. It's probably the most loving thing we can do for them. Yeah. And um, you say... Uh, towards the end of the book, um, and this sort of goes back to what we talked about earlier where you were sort of, you know, you had lost a whole bunch of weight, but it still didn't really feel like it was true, even though the reality was that you had lost at that point 36 pounds. You were, you were, your experience still was like, nah, like you hadn't kind of caught up to the reality of the weight loss and your perspective because you get so used to seeing yourself and experiencing yourself a certain way. And then towards the end, you say, although the reflection, and this was after you had been shopping with your daughter and got some new clothes and they were sizes smaller than what you had, what you had fit into before, 
Um, although the reflection appeared different from months before, instead of seeing a stranger, I felt more like someone from long ago, the person I'd always thought existed under all the fat and baggy clothes. I remember you, I said into the mirror. You've been gone for a long time. I ran my hand over my trim tummy. Welcome back. And that, you know, I really got that as well. You know, that resonated with me too and how, you know, like we said a few minutes ago, it's almost like the less of that sort of fat that you have, like insulating or padding your body in the baggy clothes, it's like the more weight you lose, actually the more you're there. Right. It's probably some, you know, in some ways, some sort of protection. And as you lose it, you're a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But then you get to feel like you're you're understanding it and you're accepting it. And, and here you are. And this is a great new healthy um, way of life now. Yeah. And so have you and Kelly managed to keep the weight off? Because I know that's another challenge of, you know, not just the it's, diet aspect, but the maintenance. Right. The maintenance is tough. i got to tell you, it's really tough. And we're, we're working really hard at it. At times we've um, put a few on, we've lost a few back, and um, I've had some life changes which affect it and everything. But for the most part, we're doing really well. A lot of those um, habits have stuck. One of the funniest ones, um, you know, at night, every night, I've been giving her baby carrots as, as one of the snacks when she gets hungry. Uh-huh. And she starts, it's about midnight, we're she gets, starts to get pestering me for baby carrots. <laughs> pesters me and pesters me, and she won't stop. And I'll get out a couple of baby carrots, and I'll, actually I'll just throw them down the hall and up the stairs and stuff. So she's kind of getting double exercise, getting uh-huh. out her last bits of energy before bed. And uh-huh. she just has to have the baby carrots, but at least it's something that's healthy for her now. Right. And I'm not giving her a lot of fattening, you know, treats. Yeah. And it's a good point, you know, if you're feeling like you want to give your dog a treat. Dogs tend to love veggies and, you know, apples and stuff like that. I know my dogs do. So you can reach for something. Uh, both of you and your dog can reach for something, you know, <laughs> low-fat and healthy if you're feeling the urge to snack. That was something I had also hadn't known before, but there are num- a number of vegetables and fruit that are healthy for dogs, some that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't give them grapes or raisins. There are certain foods that isn't healthy for them. But there's a number of green beans a lot of dogs love, Mm -hmm. and um, pumpkin is very healthy for them. And I never even, I never even thought about that before. Yeah. So that's that's been a um, a nice way to, if they do seem a little hungry or whatever, to fill them up in between with something like some green beans or something a little like that and it would um and pumpkin has a lot of other benefits too that are healthy for dogs yeah and the book we've been talking about is dieting with my dog author peggy friesen f-r-e-z-o-n you can find her at peggyfriesen.com and um it's a really lovely book i very much enjoyed reading it and uh, you can also find peggy on facebook as well just under her name, Peggy Friesen, F-R-E-Z-O-N. You can find all of our shows, this show in its entirety, and all of our over 150 episodes on our website, www.dogradioshow.com, and as always on Facebook as well, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Peggy, thanks so much for being with us today. I very much enjoyed dieting with my dog. I highly recommend the read, and we'll be back next Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. live. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150.